Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Hey there, it's Kyle Meredith from Kyle Meredith With. After you check out the latest episode of my show, uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I had to re-log into Zoom. It logged me out for some reason. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here and checking out the series. You know what to do if you uh, like what you see, what you hear, hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Connor Maynard going to be talking uh, with the English singer-songwriter about uh, his new cover. Well, not so much a cover as he'll say, a re- reimagining of Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. We're also going to get into some of his uh, other releases as well. Uh, he'll tell us about lyrically drawing from a recent breakup uh, for his lyrics and uh, learning the life of an independent artist as well as taking a few years off of his musical career to star in Kiki Boots on Broadway and how that influenced his vocal techniques that he's been using since then. Connor's also going to take us into his world of collaborations, which he has a plenty of, how he approaches them, and his early work with Pharrell and Frank Ocean. So let's do it. Discussing I Want to Dance with Somebody, it's Kyle Meredith with Connor Maynard. Hey there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back. Man, you've been on a, a, another run after a, it seems like um, you didn't disappear, and we'll get to that here in just a little bit, but suddenly the music is pouring out again, and, uh, yeah. and the latest, we'll hit that right away, because... Uh, You've you've caught a little bit more fire with a with a new cover, a Whitney Houston cover, right? Yes, exactly. Kind of like yeah, kind of like a cover slash like re reimagination, <laughs> re reimagined version of it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we're talking about uh, you did you you reimagined uh, dance with somebody. So so yeah. how how like what brought this on actually? Because what by the way, a beautiful version that you've done. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, it was kind of random, really. I feel like. I've always been a huge fan of the song. I've always loved the song. So I probably kind of always had in the back of my mind, oh, I'd love to kind of do a version of it or whatever. And I think that probably about six, seven months ago, I kind of had the idea of like, oh, I just, I feel like the song itself um, could really lend itself to a kind of more kind of sadder, kind of more, I don't know, like me- melancholic type version. I remember thinking like the core, uh, the lyrics, especially the chorus could really lend itself to a kind of sadder song. and kind of a few a few months back probably about four or five months back I was dealing with a kind of a really uh kind of difficult breakup and I remember at the time feeling like 
I wanted to go out and like kind of party and 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 go out and have fun with my friends and and and, and dance with somebody, but I felt like I literally couldn't. I was kind of like in a position where as much as I wanted to go out, I couldn't bring myself to go and do it because I was still missing the person I, 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 you know, I'd just broken up with. And I remember thinking at the time, like, oh, that's a really nice kind of twist on, on the lyrics of, of, of Dance With Somebody. And I kind of just sat at my, uh, at my kind of piano in my studio in my, in my house and just kind of figured out some like chords that worked with the song. And, and it kind of all just came about like through kind of just a kind of a random idea that plucked in my head to kind of what I was going through. And it all kind of just meshed together with this, with this song and, and, it, and it just, it just came about so yeah it kind of it happened like that and I played it to a few of my friends and they were like oh my god this is amazing you have to put this out and I was like okay cool I'm gonna put it out so yeah that's what happened I mean it's a great way to do it too the uh something old something new kind of coming together it's like in the old folk tradition like the old folkies used to do that all the time you know you take the song and you kind of put your new spin to it but exactly I think I think people resonate with familiarity I think that people like they love hearing something that they feel familiar with, but they like, I, I, they often like hearing it in a completely new flipped version. I think I've always done that, you know, with my covers from the very beginning when I first started doing them when I was kind of, you know, like 16, 17, like, you know, 13 years ago. I remember I, I, whenever I did a cover, I never wanted it to feel like a rip off or a copy. I wanted it to feel like a whole new listening experience. I wanted people to feel like they were listening to essentially a brand new song, even though it was kind of a cover of, of, of another song. Um, and that's kind of always just been the way I do it, and and and, and same goes for for this one. So yeah, yeah. There's got to be a little bit of um, you know, you're tackling a classic here. You're adding something new yeah. to a classic. Like there's a little bit of a trust fall there, right? A hundred percent. It's it's very intimidating to step into something like that. I remember um, we were the song was actually meant to be released in January, and there are a few there are a few hiccups and a few uh, mishaps that led. Uh, the release date to be postponed and, and, and basically pushed back and delayed. And we were kind of looking forward uh, around the time to kind of, okay, when, would you re when, when should we release it? And then um, it turned out that February the 11th, uh, 2022 was the 10 year anniversary since uh, Whitney Houston's passing. And we remember seeing that and thinking, oh my goodness, it, felt, it literally felt like the kind of stars had aligned. We were like, well, should we do it there? Like, you know, it's, it feels like kind of perfect date to kind of pay homage to kind of her legacy and we kind of thought to ourselves you know but obviously at the same time we, we don't want it to to seem like you know we were utilizing that or anything so we we're kind of like umming, umming and ahhing and we actually approached uh, the Whitney Foundation about the kind of idea and they and they green lighted it they, they really liked it and and it kind of all worked out uh, that way so it was really really nice to know that they kind of they liked it and, and and okayed it so yeah well again it, it is a beautiful version what you've done to it and, and as you mentioned too you, you know, you're no stranger to, to doing these with covers. And, and I don't know if there is a right answer for this, but is there something that you're looking for? Like, what, when do you know that it's the magic song? I don't know. I think, I, I think some, often you will just try it. Like, I think often you'll, you'll have an idea, you'll, you'll, you'll give it a go. And then I've probably got things that I've recorded. Well, I've definitely got things that I've recorded that just, I'm like, nah, nah, not, not, not totally sold or not really hit the mark and I'll just kind of leave it or whatever. Um, um, but with, yeah, with this one, uh, as I said, I finished it. I loved it myself. I, like, I really, really like this version. And I played to a few friends. They were like, oh my God, you have to release it. And then that was kind of, kind of what happened. So yeah. And we got to hear. So as I hear, like, this is setting up something more though, right? I mean, there's, there's going to be an EP. I don't know exactly what the plan is, but I know there's going to be a lot more music this year. Obviously I, I start, I, kind of started my, my journey as, a, as, a, as an independent artist at the beginning of 2020. I basically uh, left my 
uh, record label and we basically myself and the record label split ways kind of right at the um right at the beginning of 2020 and I then was like right okay looking to the future thinking right how am I going to kind of now navigate this kind of industry as as an independent artist and um I've just been learning like like every step of the way and I think this year I've just kind of thought to myself right I really want to just focus on releasing as much music as possible finding exactly what people want to hear from me what people you know seem to respond to uh in the best way and just kind of you know, going from there. And obviously, obviously staying true to what I want to release. I'm not going to release, you know, you know, music that I don't like just because I feel like, oh, well, that's what people want. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll always put out what I want to put out. But um, I just think, yeah, I just think this year I really want to focus heavily on just getting loads of music out. I don't know whether it's going to come out in the form of an EP or if it's going to be like single after single after single. Um, I don't really know yet, but it's definitely going to, going to be a lot of new music this year, which will then lead on to a tour at the end of the year. So, yeah. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. I, I was reading one of your interviews or, or watching one of your interviews from a couple of years ago, and, and it was when you were doing Kinky Boots. Yeah. And I think you had mentioned that you had written hundreds of songs oh, yeah. during this like, time. I, I have hundreds of unreleased demos on my laptop, on hard drives, everywhere. It's like all songs that people will unfortunately probably never hear, but like um but you know that's, that's only because i only want to release you know the best possible music i can i feel like you know i'll write a lot of songs the same goes for every artist and every songwriter you'll write things that just you feel like it's just not good enough and you kind of scrap it and you, and you go on to the next one so um obviously the problem is it's 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 opinion based so you know i might write a song that actually is the best song ever written and i'll just go nah i don't like it and then i'll scrap <laughs> it little do i know my entire fan base would have you know it would have been their favorite song that's that's the Unfortunately, the, 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 you know, the kind of thing that, that does happen when you're, when you're writing music. So, yeah. Just to be sitting on that many though, you know, just, uh, know. yeah, right. Right. So, so the, the stuff that you're writing, I do want to hear more about these though. I mean, just whatever you can give us the teaser, like, um, you know, what is the sound that you're going for right now? Where, where are you drawing from inspirationally uh, with the lyrics? I mean, any of this. Well, different things really. I mean, as, as I said, with, with, with dance to somebody, I was dealing with a quite a kind of, difficult breakup at the end of last year and I, I wrote another song that I released called it was called what I put you through and that came out towards the end of last year and that was very personal and that was very much about the situation that was kind of ongoing at that time and you know I think I think when you write when you're writing and and and, and recording music that's based on something um that's genuinely happening that's genuinely true in your life it's kind of it feels a lot more rewarding when you kind of have that finished piece of work at the end um, so I feel like I definitely prefer like, you know, taking from things that are genuinely happening or genuinely true in my life. It, it, it feels more authentic. It just feels like, um, I wouldn't say easier because although it's kind of, it, it obviously, you know, it gives you that kind of, you know, that content, that inspiration to write from. I feel like you, you suddenly become, well, I want, I want it to be so perfect. I want, I want it to, I'm very, very, I then become very particular about what I want the song to say. Cause I want it to be 
I want every line to be on point. I want it to be like really exactly how I'm feeling. Whereas if you're writing a little bit more generally, you're kind of a bit more blase and you'll think, okay, well, like just put that line in there because it works. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's all, that's all, that, that line rhymes. So just put it in type thing and it sounds good. Whereas when, it, when you're writing about something true, it's like, no, I want, I want it to be perfect. I want it to say exactly how I'm feeling. And that can often, often be really difficult. So, um, I, but I think, I think I would say I'd prefer draw, drawing from kind of real, uh, situations I think that all the music that's coming out will be very much uh, drawn from things I'm really going through so yeah so so if that's uh if we've heard a bit of the breakup uh, with these two songs right now yeah should we also expect the catharsis or you know is there another uh, the, the other end of this tunnel that's uh, that's yet to come probably yeah I think so it's, it's just probably going to be as it comes I've, I've already written songs that are kind of uh a little bit more based on the you know the aftermath of 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 the of, of the breakup and, 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 you know, kind of feelings now I've written things in, even in the last few weeks that are more about how I'm feeling now about it. So it is, it, I think what's kind of frustrating is that it is quite delayed. You know, people are here, Dance Somebody obviously was written quite a few months ago. That was, that was drawn from how I was feeling a few months ago. Now I'm kind of in a different space and drawing things uh, and, and writing things that are about how I'm feeling now, but then they won't be heard for another few, you know, a few months. So it's kind of always a little bit delayed. But, um, you know, I think it's all stages that people can relate uh, relate to. So I think, none, you know, people are always in different stages of their life. So I think people will hear it and, and relate to it regardless. So, yeah. Well, speaking of stages, you know, I did bring up Kinky Boots and you'd done uh, the run with that that ended just a couple of years ago. You know, and, and of course, that's a classic play, right? Uh, Broadway musical, I'll say play, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's such a lifestyle and such a mood that you're put in every single day. Have you noticed since you've been writing after that, has any of that Broadway-esque kind of rubbed off on your songwriting? Well, that's really funny you should ask that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say on the songwriting, but definitely on the recording. And it's, and it's really funny because me and my, one of my really close friends, his name's Ant, he's a musician as well. And we, and we do loads of uh, my, a lot of my videos online will, will, be, will feature him. And, we, um, and even if they're not featuring him, we will have worked on them together. And we literally have this kind of personal joke now that, that literally was born from, from the Kinky Boots era when I was doing that, of, of that show. And it was basically, it was, a, <laughs> it was I, about halfway through my run, I basically realized that when I was doing kind of my, I don't know, my kind of like signature, you know, which, the, the, my character name was Charlie. And when I, when I was performing Charlie's like signature pieces, like Soul, Soul of a Man, which is a song in Kinky Boots, I kind of noticed halfway through my run, I was like, if I just like growl at some of the notes. If I really just go, like I really push for it, even though I'm not necessarily singing any better. It's not any, it's not any more difficult. It's just a kind of thing I just do with my throat and, and, and makes it appear like you're really going for it. I would notice that the applause and like the, this, you know, the standing ovation I'd get at the end would just be so much more like, oh my, they'd be so much more blown away. Even though the only thing I did was just add a slight growl to some of my notes. And I noticed that the reaction was just so much more intense. Like, oh my goodness, he, he, he smashed it type thing. And they were like, so like blown away by this really tiny addition, addition to like uh, this performance that now whenever I record something, I remember I, I recovered a cover of um, Someone You Loved by uh, Louis Capaldi. It's actually gone on to be one of my most like successful covers I ever put out. And when I recorded it, I remember I actually recorded it in Amp's house. He lives in, uh, in Tampa in Florida. And I recorded it there and I finished it. I played it to him and he went, he sat there and he just went, you need to Charlie it up more. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, it needs more Charlie. And I, and I remember thinking like, what do you mean? He's like, remember you told me like, if you just grab, and I was like, oh, okay. And I, re and I redid some parts and he went, that's it, that's it. And then obviously, as I said, it's gone on 
to be one of my most like uh, successful ones. And I would say I now I now do that like so much more in my recordings now. I kind of have this kind of real like husk and real kind of like uh, yeah, as I said, growl that I put into like some of the like higher notes. And I think people just resonate with it more. They hear it and they go, "Oh my god, it's so much more, it's so much more feeling. It's so much more kind of." That, and I suppose it kind of does come from that. It kind of adds a kind of a real raw emotion to kind of the the um, the vocal, but it is such a simple trick, and it's something that I picked up whilst doing Kinky Boots. So it is quite funny that you asked that. So yeah, <laughs> it's interesting too because one of the uh, the tracks that you you collaborating on Seven Days uh, came out, I think it was last year, right? Like yeah. it has that mood to it, and I think that's the one I, I like went towards the most too because of that mood. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's. It's, it's just, yeah, it, it kind of makes the vocal more emotional. It kind of hits you a little bit harder. It really hits you kind of right in the face. And, it, and it's, and it's, and it is, yeah, it, it's, it's funny how, how, how well it seems to work. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those little tricks you pick up on the stage. I know. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It's the good stuff. Did it feel like when you were doing that? I mean, did you have to put one part of your career on hold for this? Like, is that now like sort of in its own little box that, that time? When I was doing Kiki Boots? Yeah. A hundred percent. I remember like, Afterwards, um, I was asked about other shows and I remember the time just feeling a bit like I would maybe do other shows in the future, but I just felt like that kind of three month period, I, I basically went over to, I went over to New York and I did a month of rehearsals and then two months of my actual run on the show. So I was living over there for about three months. And I remember literally feeling like I, I kind of had to put my kind of, you know, solo artist music career completely on hold while I was doing that because it was so kind of taxing on my voice and it was so um, kind of strenuous, like physically. I remember just thinking, I, I don't know how these other performers that are in the show have lives. Like, I remember just thinking like, all I could literally do was drink honey and lemon, uh, honey, lemon and ginger tea, like constantly throughout the day, keep silent basically whenever I'm not on stage. And only then could I basically preserve my voice and be able to kind of meet the eight show kind of quota like um, uh, a week. And I remember just feeling like if I do anything outside of this, if I went off, if I went off and recorded another song or if I went off and did a, 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 my own performance or even just going out and hanging out with friends, if I did anything like that, I would find it really difficult to kind of go and do the show the next day or even the, you know, the following days. And I remember just feeling a little bit, feeling a little bit like as fun as it was, it just took so much away from the kind of recording artist side of my life, which is obviously my main focus. So I would only ever do a kind of a, a Broadway show again or, you know, a stage show again, if I felt like, cool, I'm, I'm maybe having a bit of a break right now from, from being kind of kind of main art the artist. Let's, let's do that again, because it was genuinely fun, but it did take, uh, take away from kind of everything else I was doing. So, yeah. But what an interesting chapter. Uh, you'll go, you said you'll, you'll go out on tour uh, with some songs. Do you bring the Kinky Boots songs with you? Oh, I don't know. It depends. If, if, if it feels like the audience, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and the fans are kind of waiting for it and they want it, like 100%. Like, I remember I went to see, uh, while, while I was actually in New York um, doing my, uh, like, kind of going through my rehearsal phase, uh, Mark Ballas, who played Charlie before, right before me, he did his own little kind of show um, in, he did his own show in New York while I was, while I was there and I went along to the show. And he did, and he performed um, some uh, some Kinky Boots tracks, which was uh, which was really cool. So I remember thinking, I remember watching that, and thinking, oh, that's something I could maybe do, like in the future. Now that I've obviously done the, now I've done the show. So maybe, maybe we'll see. <laughs> see, I would love to hear that. 
But in the meantime, again, uh, new singles. Uh, you've been like, again, knocking it out with collaborations like crazy. And every single one of these sounds, I mean, I wrote down like Eyes for You, uh, the Squid Game song, <laughs> yeah. which that's fun to see, you know? I mean, this yeah. stuff, when you get a collaboration like this, like, is there a different process that you bring to that? Are you able to take stuff that you've already done or is it like a complete blank slate for you? Um, it can work in loads of ways. I've, you know, with, with, with the collaborations I've done, obviously I've done so many for over the years. It's kind of, it, it, I would say they're always, they're all, they always come about in, in different ways. I think obviously going back to like the kind of like right at the beginning of my career with my, 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 my first album, obviously I did two collaborations with Pharrell, which were, they were, they came out of uh, the fact that he basically saw me, um, online i think he saw me on on youtube and he reached it, it was that's quite a weird process because he reached out to my the record label that i was signed to and asked if i was signed and they were like well yeah <laughs> like they were like yeah to, to us and he was like oh okay well i still want to work with him and they were like okay so i went over to miami and i, I spent a week with pharrell and we, we came out with two songs at the end of it which was really cool there was a song um that was written by uh, frank ocean that appeared on my first album and that was completely different that was uh, one of his producers reached out to my team and we're like, oh, we've got this song that's written by Frank and, and, and I don't think he's going to use it. So we would love like Connor to vocal it and see how it sounds. And I was, I loved it. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to do it. And then that song came out of that. I think we used some of his backing vocals on the tracks. So you can kind of hear Frank's vocal in the backing and the, in the backing of the track, which is really cool. Uh, so that was slightly different. And then there've been others where sometimes it's even like a little, which I, I also think the most interesting ones are this, where it's kind of like an audition. Like there will be like producers that have a track and they want, a vocalist on it. They don't necessarily know exactly who, they know that maybe the style of the vocal they want, but they'll kind of think, well, this could be sung by whoever, whoever, whoever. And they'll kind of ship out to like, they'll ship out to like whoever, like all of those artists. And basically whoever does record it will send it back. And then they'll just listen to all of them, pick the one that they like the most. Those ones are always a bit like kind of horrible because you put all this time and effort in and then they end up not using it. And you're like, oh no, I don't think. So I much prefer it when they come directly to you because they want your vocal. That's much more kind of a much of a nicer feeling. Um, but uh, you know, they come about they come about in, in different ways every time. So yeah, it's been a kind of a cool part of your career just to just to catch those on its own. I mean, one yeah. of these days you've got a compilation that's just featuring Connor Maynard. Yeah. You know, it's exactly that, exactly. Well, I think I think I've released. It's probably I might even be right in thinking that there's more songs that will come out where I'm a feature as opposed to as opposed to just like my own songs <laughs> because there was a time where I was really pumping out the, the, the collabs and, and the features so maybe uh, I think if not it will, it will definitely be close it will be close well man uh congratulations on all the success as always uh and again this this new version of dance with somebody it's beautiful it really is thank you so much man thank you all right it's a pleasure talking to you thank you for taking the time thank you for having me man thank you my thanks to Connor Maynard Again, the newest single, latest single, is his reimagining of uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Big thanks to Connor. Big thanks to you for checking out the episode. Please do hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. Again, so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week, three a week, a new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. So I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. 
Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, uh, mostly on Twitter, but also Instagram and Facebook, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Catch you in a bit. See you later. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.